Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will have us covering the topic of the recently announced Kingdom Hearts 4. My name is Jules and today our party members are... Mateo, and I am the only party member today. Yes, it's a, uh, a two-person podcast today. We don't have these often. I don't think we've ever had one between myself and Mateo. No, I've but... done two solos with Gino, the uh, Justice League, or Zack Snyder's Justice League review, and uh, the Halo Infinite podcast. So Yes, but this is our first one together. Yes. Which and... is interesting. Considering the topic, it's very interesting. But um, we'll get to that in a sec. Whether you're joining us from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to give us a like or a follow. Um, and we're going to get this adventure rolling right away, actually. We're going to skip Icebreaker. We're going to skip Housekeeping. This is going to be a little bit of a mini episode as we um, put together one of our showdowns that's coming up. It'll take us a little bit longer to get ready. So um, you'll get this kind of like a little mini episode. But I am a massive Kingdom Hearts fan, as you probably know, actually, if you check back at our Sora and Smash reactions. But when this was announced, I basically said, like, we have to do something. And this is what that something will be. It will be me and Mateo talking about it. Gino was actually the one who's played all the Kingdom Hearts games, not Mateo. But Mateo, you've watched him play, right? Watched him play uh, a fair amount of them. Like, I, I, I fell asleep during a lot of it, but uh, I was awake yeah. for most of Kingdom Hearts 3. And I'm a huge Disney fan, like classic Disney animation and stuff like that. So, like, I'm interested yeah. in Kingdom Hearts, but I'm not at the same time. So, yeah. But so, uh, I'll try to keep up. <laughs> that's okay. So, I, I think this podcast is going to be structured a little differently. So, it's going to be a lot of me talking at Mateo and telling him some stuff, probably catching him up with some things, and also informing some of you who are listening about some things that you might not know as I am very up-to-date with Kingdom Hearts stuff. Um, and then it's going to end with a little bit of speculation. But just to start, like, let's just like overview what, what happened. Like, why was Kingdom Hearts 4 announced yesterday? Like, what um, is the context of this? What did we see? Like, what do we know? So for about a year now, um, Tetsuya Nomura, Nomura um, who's the, the director of Kingdom Hearts, the creator of Kingdom Hearts, um, has been teasing that there was going to be a big announcement this year for the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary. He essentially said last year, while we will not have a game ready for you during the anniversary year, um, we will at least be announcing a game. Um, and so there was a lot of buzz around the next major title was going to be announced um, this year. We did know there was an event happening yesterday, um, so I was anticipating it. Like I was not surprised. I actually... Like, we had an Avatar tabletop session um, Saturday night um, that went till, like, 1 in the morning, and that's when the event in Japan was being held. So I actually was checking to see if it, it had been announced then, but it had started then, so it wasn't going to be for a few more hours. So I went to bed fully knowing that I was waking up to Kingdom Hearts news, and I woke up to, like, all these chats, like, literally, like, a text from my cousin, like, being tagged in group chats, like, message from some friends, like, oh my god, look what was announced, and, like, none of it phased me, because I was just like, yeah, I was expecting this, so, and then I watched the video. Like, it didn't phase me, because it wasn't like everybody else was like, oh my god, can you believe this? I'm like, yes, I can. Yes, um, I've I can. Following, I've been following the news, so. I surprised Gino with, uh, like, I woke him up, and... 
played the trailer and he was very happy. Like I skipped all like the mobile game stuff. He's not interested in that. But then yeah, seeing the trailer was really exciting. I I will say like I won't get to it in a little bit why, but I will say I, I'm a little bit surprised that it's Kingdom Hearts Four that was announced. But I'm also not surprised. But let's just talk about okay where we're at. So in 2019, Kingdom Hearts Three came out, long awaited conclusion to um the kingdom hearts story that had begun since the beginning the end of the what they call the dark seeker saga which was everything the comings and goings of xehanort um and that was the end of that um but they've been building since even before that game what the next arc is going to be and they had told us that there were going to be seeds planted in kingdom hearts 3 um and then after kingdom hearts 3 came out they've really been building that this next story was coming with um, the Remind DLC that came to Kingdom Hearts 3, which had a lot of hints at where we're going. Um, Melody of Memory, the the rhythm game that came out later, also had hints. And then there's also been um, hints within Union Kai, um, which concluded a little while ago, and then also Dark Road, which was the successor to Union. There's been a lot of buzz about like what where the story's going. And like that was pretty much confirmed in the in the trailer um, that we are in the the lost master arc, which is going to deal with um, the foretellers, which are characters that were introduced in the mobile game, but have started to pop up in the main series game. Now, what's so? What I'll start is like what was announced. So, what was announced the other day was. There's a big trailer, and it opened with a trailer for Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, um, which is the Xehanort-focused mobile game. Basically what that game was is that that was announced a little bit after Kingdom Hearts 3, and it was going to explore Xehanort. And um, they tacked it on to Kingdom Hearts Union. They released a bit of story, and then they were like, oh, the conclusion's coming. And then COVID hit, and they're like, okay, the conclusion's been delayed. They didn't tell us when it was coming, and then they shut down the app. Like, they just straight up shut down the app, and nobody got the conclusion. Um, And what they announced at that time was, okay, well, the reason we shut down the app is because we're actually shutting down the online servers of the game, but we will be releasing a new app at some point in the future that will be an offline version of Dark Road, where you can just complete the story, as well as it will have a cinema where you can view all of the cutscenes from Kingdom Hearts Union. So essentially what they're doing is they're giving us an app that allows you to experience that story. Um, That might be maybe not necessary to the next arc, but it will definitely be insightful. There's a lot of good things in there, Um, a lot of tidbits. The second thing they announced was Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, which looks to be a successor to the story of Union Kai. It's going to continue to follow like what happens after um, the events of that and like, explore the the new world that was introduced in Kingdom Hearts 3, Skata at Kylum, which is where Master Xehanort and Master Ericus were trained, and it's going to explore a little bit of the history there. And then, of course, Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced. Now, in this trailer, it opens with some very hyper-realistic graphics. We get a glimpse of Sora, who doesn't even look like Sora. He's like, his hair isn't spiky anymore, he looks very realistic, um, and he's greeted by this woman, and... A massive heartless, like Kaiju Heartless, appears in what looks to be a like Tokyo-inspired city, like real-world city, and like starts wreaking havoc. And he goes and he battles it, and that's the end. It's a Kingdom Hearts four. Now, 
I was actually awake for this part when Gino was playing Kingdom Hearts 3, but Sora got, like, sucked into the world of that video game, right, at the end, like, Verum Rex or whatever it was called? Yes. So that is what we're led to believe is the world that Sora's in right now, right? So Nothing has yeah. happened since Kingdom Hearts 3, like, in another game or whatever that dealt with that storyline. No. So, yes and no. So... In Kingdom Hearts 3, you're spot on. Like, Verum Rex is a, um, in the Toy Story world, it was like a fictional video game that had characters that almost looked like inspired by Final Fantasy 15 characters. Um, and Sora was pulled in at one point in the Toy Story world. He did some stuff and he was pulled out. But now what they've established in Remind and in Melody of Memory is that in the realm of light and in the realm of darkness, these worlds exist in reality. but beyond like in the afterlife there are worlds that exist beyond reality or are like sub reality and this one world quadratum which is the area that verum rex supposedly takes place in is what is essentially the afterlife or where sora has found himself after dying because kingdom hearts 3 spoilers does end with sora dying like that's the end of kingdom hearts 3 is he abuses the power of waking to rescue everybody and eventually save Kyrie, and he was warned by Xehanort that if you use it too much, there will be consequences, and the consequences is he dies. He disappears from the world, and this is where he ends up. Something that is the afterlife. Now, this is also stressed by the fact that the girl that appears in the trailer is actually, to most people, a new character, but to anybody who played the mobile game, she's not. She is an established character. Her name is Streletzia, and in Kingdom Hearts Union, it's the story of the foretellers, right? The 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 five kind of masters that were there at the Keyblade War. And at the end of the Keyblade War, one of the masters created like this safe haven that was like a copy of the, the known world. And she transported all the hearts of people in there to like save them from the Keyblade War so that the world in end and she chose five people to succeed her it was written in the book of prophecies that five people five people would succeed the five lost masters and she gave each of them a book and streletzia was one of these characters she was given a book but at the end of what was the original kingdom hearts union streletzia is killed by an unknown character and that character takes her book and becomes the fifth one and so like the big mystery of the second arc of union is these new foretellers are called the dandelions one of them is not supposed to be there like one of them is killed her and so she is a character that was murdered like she's like canonically dead and now she's here yeah the other thing that's interesting about her character is that her character is actually she's the sister of marluxia because marluxia is was one of the dandelions he was one of the ones chosen um, to succeed the foretellers, and so was his sister. And part of his story is that he was looking for her, and he was trying to figure out who killed her. And so having that connection is also very interesting, because he's, you know, the main villain of Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. He made an appearance in Kingdom Hearts 3 again. So it looks like he's going to have a prominent role moving forward, which is very interesting. The other fact is that at the conclusion of Kingdom Hearts Union Kai, you actually find out that the person who killed her and took her her book was Ventus because Ventus comes from the past from the past like all those characters come from the past 
And at the very end of Union, they're like projected into different parts of the future. And that's where they all come from, but they all lost their memories. So there's a lot that's going on with this story that's has a lot of connections to like the very deep path, the very deep lore, and that's all going to play out. But what we do know is that Sora is essentially in what is an afterlife. And at the end of Melody of Memory, um, Riku finds a way to go there to try and rescue him. So there, there's going to be... And it, and it looks like by the the end of the trailer, too, Donald and Goofy are like walking around and they're looking for somebody. And, you know, they tease that that person is Hades, which makes sense, because if they're trying to get to the afterlife, who better to go to? But yeah. now what's interesting to me is this idea that this afterlife or this other world, this other plane of existence exists in what is like unreality. It's almost like fiction. So what is fiction in their known world? So for example, in the Toy Story world, which we could say is reality, there's a fictional game that takes place in Quadratum, and therefore Quadratum is unreality. It's a world that exists in unreality. So when we're looking at Kingdom Hearts 4 and we're thinking about what worlds can pop up, one of the things that's popped up in my head is, well, what could be fictional within the world of Kingdom Hearts and how will that play out in what might pop up? So I feel like this is a good segue. Like I feel like I've confused our listeners enough with Kingdom Hearts I mean, lore. I mean, it's Kingdom Hearts, like... <laughs> so, I feel like I've confused them it's enough. It's inherently so. confusing and convoluted. There's literally nothing you could say that would make things make more sense. I would just like to say one thing, though, just about the trailer. Like, I hope the game doesn't completely take place in Quadratum or, like, similar yes. places. Like, I w- don't want to see realistic Sora for more than this world like there's a little bit of immersion breaking with Sora's feet like Sora wears big shoes yeah. and now he's got like human looking feet like eh. yeah I I definitely agree with you there and that's actually one of my biggest fears about this game is that it might only take place in Quadratum which has only been heightened by the fact that in an interview post the announcement Nomura says that originally they were going to call this game Verum Rex but they were worried that people would be concerned about whether Sora would be in the game or not, so they just changed it to Kingdom Hearts 4. But I hope that they respect the title of Kingdom Hearts 4 enough to recognize that people will expect it to have Disney worlds and therefore not set it completely in Quadratum. And I really hope that even though they're moving to Unreal Engine 5, even though they can do a lot with the visuals, I do really, really hope that the style that Sora and Streletsia appear in is because they're in Quadratum, which is a realistic world. And we know Kingdom Hearts plays with styles when they go into different worlds, but I really hope that that does not exist across, because that would be jarring. And I just had a thought, like, maybe Sora's stuck here for the entirety of the game, but there's a B-plot that covers Donald Goofy and someone else, and they're the ones traveling through the Disney worlds. So Could be. Honestly, it would, it would feel kind of cheap if Donald and Goofy find him at the beginning of the game and then they go through the events of the game. Like, they, they has to have stakes. Sora probably has to stay here for the duration yeah. of the game. And that could potentially happen. There's also the other character, Yazora, who is like the main character of Aram Rex, who is supposedly going to be playing a major role in this game. 
So, like, maybe it is a role reversal, right? Like, maybe you play part of the game as Yazora as he travels with Donald and Goofy, and maybe Sora is going to have some new pals to travel around with. Like, who knows? In any case, when we're talking about worlds, it's interesting because when I finished Melody of Memory, and they were talking about this idea of, like, unreality or, like, worlds of fiction... Like, there exists the worlds of light and darkness, which are worlds that exist in reality, and then there's worlds of fiction. Ones that exist, but they're actually, like, fictional within the worlds of reality. Verum, Rex, or Quadratum being one. I started to think, like, okay, well, which kinds of Disney worlds would work as being canonically fictional to the worlds? And one of the first ones that popped up in my head was the Jungle Book. Because I'm like, it can literally be a book. Like, it can be a work of fiction, right? And therefore not exist on the same plane. And, like, they could even retcon, like, the Winnie the Pooh world and be like, actually, this was a world of fiction because it existed within a book. So that's one. But then the other big ones, and I do want to talk about these ones more. I'm just kind of giving just, like, the overview. But the other big ones are, I feel like this is a great way to segue Marvel and the world of comic books in there. Mm -hmm. And also Star Wars. And speaking of Star Wars people are pretty sure that the opening of the trailer was Endor. Um, And there is one clip where if you pause it, it looks like almost like an AT-AT leg. Star Wars is something, honestly, I think that could fit really well. I think Star Wars would work perfectly. Like imagine like having a Keyblade lightsaber. That would be so cool. I've wanted the Keyblade lightsaber since Disney bought Star Wars. (laughs) And then, like, they could do, the Force could be, like, the, like a, a type of magic spell or something you learn. Like, that would be really, really cool. But, like, if it's not Sora, though, that is in the world of Star Wars, and it's just, it's another character, it would kind of lessen the, yeah. the significance of that moment, I think. But, yeah, still, regardless, though, like, Gummy Ship as an X-Wing? <laughs> be... If there's a Gummy Ship, like, who knows? They might yeah, well, different. yeah. But... Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think Star Wars would work so well. And doing it in Episode 6 is, like, the perfect place um, for Sora to finally have the interaction with the Emperor, which will be so funny. Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts are, like, literally a match made in heaven because they're so campy and so silly, but they they would meld well. And I think it would work. And Square, I think, has a Star Wars game somewhere in development. And speaking of Square and what they have, like, they've also been working on Marvel games. One of them has been great. One of them not so great, but maybe that also opens up the door for Square to be working on um, Marvel within Kingdom Hearts, right? Like, who knows what will pop up? It's really like, this is the next generation of Kingdom Hearts. They're moving to Unreal Engine 5, so they really could have those hyper-realistic graphics. So it could work. Like, it would be really cool. Where they would set it? In the MCU? I have no idea. New York City. (laughs) New York City. Yeah, like, but who knows? Like, it could be really cool. But yeah, like other than that, like I think like those are the three that top like pop on my head for for the like world of fiction theme. But we don't need to think about just that. Like in general, where do we like w- what are some you want to see, Mateo, or like what are some you think could show up? I feel like even with Kingdom Hearts three, when we were talking of like before the podcast existed and and all that, the worlds we wanted to see the most are the ones you just said, Jungle Book, Star Wars, etc. But as a fan of the Disney animated films, a lot of the main ones have been covered. Like we have Olympus Coliseum, you have Hundred Acre Wood, you have classic ones like 
like Snow White and Pinocchio and Alice in Wonderland, etc. A lot of the heavy hitters have been adapted into Kingdom Hearts, but like I really want a world for my favorite Disney movie. I would want Robin Hood to be brought into Kingdom Hearts. Have the protagonist with Donald and Goofy traveling to the world of Robin Hood and help him rob from the rich to feed the poor. Like that movie, I think, is one of the most underrated Disney movies. Uh, and it's one of the last really good ones before the the dark age. And like there is a decent amount of representation recently for like people that care about Disney parks. Like they kind of show stuff for Robin Hood. And I think they're actually going to bring Robin Hood back somehow. I don't know if it's going to be a Disney plus movie or an actual theatrical movie, but like Robin Hood would be really cool. And it kind of just fits the, the vibe of kingdom hearts, like another, another like animal sort of character that they can travel with. And like, it's not mainstream, but it has that broad appeal potential. So I would want Nottingham. Actually, it would be Nottingham because, duh, but Robin Hood would be my number one. Aside from Star Wars and Jungle Book. I think Robin Hood would be really cool. Like, I have a couple other ones, but, like, let's just, like, bounce back and forth. Yeah. Well, I I have, like, two in the same. Like, these ones are, like, I want to mention together. Um, And these are just kind of going, again, with a theme and less of what I want. If they do go with this theme of, like, afterlife... Um, I feel like Coco or Soul could really fit well with that theme because both really explore this idea of like what happens when you die. Um, so Kingdom Hearts 3 was very themed. Like it, it followed movies that all kind of had similar themes to its um, main plot. So if, if Kingdom Hearts 4's main plot does focus on this idea of the afterlife and like how do you get back and like what does that look like, Coco and Soul both have like very firm like connections to this idea of like what comes after you die and i think they they're both great movies i would want coco more than i would want soul personally i think there's more potential there yeah but like the thing is with those movies is that a lot of them take place in like what's supposedly the real world right yeah so like they would probably be in the afterlife part of those movies like the game yeah and set in those locations. Yeah, most likely. Uh, another one that I would really like is just like another fun world that I think would translate really well to a video game because it's based on video games is Wreck-It Ralph. I think it would be hilarious to have basically the characters in a video game travel to a world about video games. I know Wreck-It Ralph was in Kingdom Hearts 3 as like, he was a summon, right? Yes, he was. You yourself as the characters travel to the world of Wreck-It Ralph. But then from that world, you could probably go to other worlds and like each world you travel to, like you go to one thing could be Fix-It Felix, another world you can go to is Sugar Rush, etc. You probably won't have like the crazy cameos from Sonic or Bowser or Street Fighter or whatever, but maybe characters from Square Enix properties could also appear there. Kingdom Hearts is such a fantastic crossover as itself, but the idea of the crossover could be expanded even more because you can have even more Square Enix properties that are like that are not Final Fantasy or The World Ends With You. You could have like Lara Croft, you could have Space Invaders, you could have Chrono. The wealth of IP that Square Enix has is actually quite impressive and just to have all of them there with Wreck-It Ralph and all his characters and you could even pull in like 
other Disney characters. I think just the 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 appeal of that world could just be like a mini game world, and I would be really excited to see that. That would be really cool. I like mm-hmm. that idea. There's not like a ton of other worlds I really want to see. To be honest, I do want to see more modern. I think the modern and Pixar. Um, I think those really worked well in the last one. Um, I think that um, the Princess and the Frog and Moana are not a matter of if and more of a matter of when. Like, if they're yeah. not in this game, I think they're coming. Like Frozen, right? When we saw yeah. when Kingdom Hearts 2 was announced, like, there's no way there isn't going to be a Frozen world in this game. Yeah, and I think those two will just work. So I think Encanto. those are coming. Encanto. I don't know if Encanto will make this game, although when this game does come out, like, it is possible. So... Yeah. You know, Encanto could that might be like a with. mandate from Disney. Yeah, you got to put Encanto in. Uh-huh. It's very possible. Um, but I'd also just like to see like The Incredibles. You know, like I think that would be really fun. And like I would want them to take the same approach that they took with Monsters Inc. and Toy Story, where it's not following the story of the games, but maybe like a story that's like right after, like. Like a, an original story, kind of like what what they did with those those ones. So, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Incredibles show up. Yeah, and I think the last like really big one that I can think of right now that I would want, and I also think it's a when, not an if, is Zootopia. Oh my god, I want Zootopia so bad. Everything about Zootopia is fantastic. The world that the animals have created, and like it'd be funny to have like Donald and Goofy just be Donald and Goofy. And then whoever the protagonist is actually turns into the animal because they're the only ones that aren't an animal. I don't know if that's something that's happened in, in Kingdom Hearts worlds before, but I really love the vibe of Zootopia. Like, if they could incorporate the music in there, that'd be really cool. And just Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde would be really fun companions. And just the actual plot of Zootopia where, like, the animals, their instincts are taking over, I think that would actually work well with Kingdom Hearts. I, I think that would be yeah. really funny because they could just tie that into heart BS, as we call yeah, it. Yeah, like you're losing your heart. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think Zootopia is like a big one. Those are the main ones that like I really want to like. That's that's probably yeah. all I have. Like, But like in terms of worlds I'd want to co- see come back, like I would want them to do like... It's more of a... I want them to take these classic worlds that were in the early games but then see what they would look like on like today's hardware. Like I would want to see Agrabah. I am terrified to see what Aladdin will look like in those graphics. Well, hopefully they're not in the, <laughs> the world that Sora's in, but, and then like the, the biggest one though, I think, and I know it's a rights issue, but I would love to see the uh, deep jungle. I think is what it was called. Where yeah, Tarzan. Tarzan. That is a whole separate issue. And like, we know we're going to get original worlds we know we're gonna get olympus coliseum back probably and and hundred acre wood probably is coming back too but i i just think like classic worlds from some of the best disney movies and like that were in all these older games should come back that to me is the most exciting thing i think i could live without another pirate's world i don't want another pirate's world <laughs> yeah i don't think we're getting a pirate's world i like i would love to see um, more classic Disney, and like for sure, like Hundred Acre Woods and Olympus Coliseum are like staples at this point. But the thing is, this is the first game of a new arc, so really anything could happen. Like they might shift up the formula 
altogether. Like part of me is almost like feeling like what if they take this opportunity of being in like the unreality to do like Disney worlds that aren't Disney. So like things Disney owns that aren't really Disney. Like what if the worlds we get are like Star Wars, Marvel, I don't want to say it, but like what if we get Avatar Blue People? Alien. Yeah, like what if we get like the Simpsons and like that'd be weird. (laughs) It would be weird. For sure, but can you like imagine if like that's the route they go? Is like this is the game where you go to all the Disney worlds that aren't really Disney, and then they just never do it again. Indiana Jones, that'd like, be pretty in- original, right? Like, yeah, but Indiana Jones would be cool. Actually, now I kind of want Indiana Jones. I think that one could work really well. <laughs> I would love if they did Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and had Sora interact with Harrison Ford. In both universes. Hey, didn't I see you before? <laughs> He's so funny. Heart BS could be used to explain that somehow. Han Solo is Indiana Jones nobody. Yeah. Um, but there's so much to work with, and that's the thing. is Disney has expanded so much since Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Like, when Kingdom Hearts 3 started development, I think they had just bought Star Wars or, like, 2013 when would that maybe they had already disney bought marvel i think like just before avengers came out like the and that was in 2012 i think and then star wars i think was a bit after so i think like when kingdom hearts 3 was being conceived and like started early development a lot of those things were happening but they were fresh and they were new whereas like now like this game is being developed after star wars and marvel have been like in Disney's possession for like a long time. They're very successful. And like, I feel like they're at the point too where like they're far along enough in their owning of them that they would be okay with them using it. So, like, I, I do really think that they're big possibilities. The Fox stuff, less so, but like, you never know. You really never know with Kingdom Hearts. Either way, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm sure. We are not going to get our next round of news for at least a year and a half. I think we should guess the year in which Kingdom Hearts 4 is coming out. Okay. I think this game is going to be probably tail end of this console generation. So I'm going to go and say 2027. 2027. I don't want to think that it's going to be that far. So... (laughs) Look how long it took Kingdom Hearts three to come out right and they don't have a great track record like final fantasy 7 remake and so this is what i'll say about kingdom hearts okay so kingdom hearts 3 i believe was announced in 2013 i believe don't quote me on this one which means that when they would have shown off the quote-unquote gameplay not actual gameplay it was really just what they showed here which is like emulated gameplay was in 2014 and then the game came out five years later yeah i'm this is the thing, is because I genuinely believe next year is Final Fantasy 16. The year after is Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. You're thinking 2025. No, I'm going to say 2026. As the thing is, you said 2027. I'm like, no, that's so far. But then when I think about like 2025 or 2026, I'm like, no, that's too soon. Like My gut reaction was 2026, but I added a year for good measure. Yeah, I'm going to say 2026, just because I, can't, I don't want to think it's 2028. I think 2028 is too far. 2026. That's what I'm going with. 2026. It'll be here. 
Know what though? Twenty twenty seven. They could be here for the twenty fifth anniversary. That's what I. The other thing I was thinking is, you know, <laughs> twenty five is a bigger deal than twenty. So, so maybe. But I'm gonna say twenty twenty six just for good measure. Because I want to believe. You got to believe with your heart. Even though they're moving to Unreal Engine five, like ultimately, I do believe they're gonna base a lot of the the engine and like the gameplay system off of. Kingdom Hearts 3, because from what I understand, Unreal Engine 5 is like you can import Unreal Engine 4 into it. So I, I'd i like to believe that they at least have that going for them, whereas Kingdom Hearts 3, they literally needed to build from scratch. They're not building from scratch here. And I'd like to think maybe it's sooner than, than what Kingdom Hearts 3's weight was. Either way, hearing that they're moving to Unreal Engine 5 makes me feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake 2 is also very far off, because they're probably doing that same thing. Well, it depends on how long it was, it's was. it been in development for. If they had a solid foundation already on their previous engine... That's true. Two might not use it, but the third one will. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's kind of like exhausted our Kingdom Hearts talk, so... Either way, we're excited for Kingdom Hearts 4. I hope that in this next four, five, six years before it comes out, my one wish is that they go back on their decision to change up the uh, font in the logo, but if they don't, that's all right. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they changed the font. I'm not a fan. I'm sure we'll have many a mobile game to play until Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out. Well, that brings us to the end of today's quest. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for upcoming quests, or just share your thoughts. Uh, leave us a comment. We'll see you next time at the Hub. And Matteo, do you have a uh, message for us? Actually, I have two. The first one, because it's Kingdom Hearts podcast, will be Disney allow Nintendo to make a Sora amiibo. And the second one is Microsoft make a new banjo game. See you, everybody. See you, everybody.